Welcome to the Experience Oriented Fitness Podcast, where we explore how our experiences can be a powerful source of insight into how we create fitness results that last a lifetime. I'm your host, Coach Caleb, and on today's episode, I'll be discussing a little bit about my background, who I am, my fitness journey, and how it led to developing Experience Oriented Fitness. So who is this guy, Coach Caleb, talking to me about experiencing fitness and all this stuff? Um, That's kind of what I want to get into in this episode is so that you actually have a clue about who is talking to you and the path that I've walked in fitness. And my intention with this is to, one, give you some information just on, you know, who I am and why it kind of makes sense that I developed experience-oriented fitness because it's very close to home for me and uh, I actually resonate with the idea of experience-oriented fitness. It was in large part because I saw similarities with certain clients, the majority of my clients um, and my experience that weren't being answered. But the main reason or the second reason is really that I want to be able to put this out there so that you can see if it resonates with you. Um, If this idea of kind of hopping from thing to thing and really exploring fitness without ever finding a solution and becoming frustrated by that is at all something that resonates with you. Because I think that it's important that People who are trying to get fit and consume fitness stuff and, um, you know, use it to walk further down their path and get somewhere. I think it's really helpful to have someone who's in the industry who is teaching these things show you that, yeah, maybe I'm not uh, perfect and that I'm struggling with these things too and, and work with that. So um, let me jump into it. My name is Caleb. Um, I am from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, born and raised. Interesting fact, I live near the uh, popular like ski resort town Banff, and I've never skied or snowboarded in my life, nor do I intend to. Um, And my wife will be very unhappy to hear me double down on that in public, but I really don't want to. So, um, and then I, I had mentioned my wife, so I live with my wife and, uh, my dog Enzo. Um, that's my family. I am a fur daddy, uh, not a real daddy. And, um, although if you, if anyone's seen like Pedro Pascal's, uh, you know, Instagram clips that are floating around from YouTube interviews and stuff. Daddy is a state of mind that I think that I uh, I can fit into pretty well. But anyway, um, and then a little bit about me, what I like to do uh, outside of fitness is, um, you know, the normal things. I love music. I love reading. Um, if you follow me on Instagram or talk to me much, you know that I love reading, um, particularly about psychology and depth psychology is my like current passion with that. Um, and then normal things, you know, going out to the mountains, hanging out with my wife, not going out to the mountains in the winter, though. Um, I love football, American football. Uh, not the CFL. And uh, I also like watching hockey and doing that kind of stuff. And then um, lately, I've been dabbling a little bit in getting into art, which I did when I was a child, but haven't in a while. Um, So doing that. And yeah, that's kind of a a thing. Um, A few things about me. I also love fitness. Fitness is a huge passion of mine. It has been for probably 15 years almost. Um, And yeah, so 
you know, let me get into a little bit about first, why is fitness a passion of mine? Why did I even get into fitness in the first place? And uh, I think that that comes back to, you know, just growing up, I was never, you know, um, overweight or like dealing with that type of of issue, but I was never lean. And uh, for some reason, I got it in my head that I wanted to be very lean. I basically wanted a physique that no one could point to and be like, that is not a good physique. And I think that comes from having people point at me and saying that, um, you know, and this idea that people, um, we're, we're looking at my physique and, and judging me. And, you know, as everyone I think can, can relate to, I wanted to look hot. I wanted to look, you know, attractive for the ladies and, uh, and be able to do that. And, you know, that led me into fitness and that's where I kind of got started. So I think I started working towards my fitness goals when I was like 15. I actually did P90X and, and started to diet then. So, I mean, that seems young. Um, but I don't know. I think many people have different experiences of when they maybe get into that. Um, diet culture was a big thing in my family growing up. Um, my parents worked towards weight loss and that was important to them. And it was kind of a perpetual struggle. So, you know, seeing that, um, I think we know at this point is very formative on, um, on the children of those households. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into fitness, and really when it took off, though, was after high school, um, you know, I didn't do well in high school, I uh, I barely, barely made it out, and I remember going first day of full-time work, I was going to pump gas, which was my high school job, and I started the day and I remember just thinking like there's no way I can do this there is no way that I can do this full time and I remember uh texting my sister who was working at a big gym in Calgary at the time she has a kinesiology degree and is a trainer herself um and I was like is there anything there please please tell me and she's like I can get you an interview to sell memberships uh and I remember faking sick that day I was like two hours into my shift I was like I really don't feel good I need to go home drive uh to do this interview and I got the job and then on the way back I just like called my work and quit and they were like you're gonna burn so many bridges you've been here for years and you know I wasn't a grown-up at that point uh in the truest sense of the word and so I was like whatever I don't care I'm never going back to pumping gas uh and that's it that's how I got into fitness and uh or into the industry of working I was terrible at membership sales I actually got fired after two months and they were like we like you enough that you can stay and clean treadmills and toilets uh, so I did that. And then over time, I kind of developed a passion, I think, of trying to solve my own fitness problems, seeing the success of the other trainers and wanting to help people. And uh, so I did like the, it's called the CanFit Pro in Canada that gives you the license uh, to be able to do this and be insurable. Um, so then I eventually worked my way into becoming a trainer at this gym. And then I did that for about four years. Um, I became frustrated with the process um, of how pay is earned. Uh, I didn't like that if I got, like I think I had gotten sick a few times and you know, pretty sick where I was like out of work for two weeks and I lost so much money. And then I got married at the time and saw my wife. Um, 
making good money. So I went and I upgraded my high school, went to university, got a degree in finance, and then worked in finance for two or three years. Uh, actually, I guess it was three or four years because I worked at a bank in Canada um, in capital markets for, I think, two to three years. And then I left and worked in a family office for a few years or for one year. And then that's when I fully transitioned to online fitness coaching, which is what I do now. But um, as far as my background in education goes through that, once I had started and had that CanFit Pro, I went through the old um, Poliquin Institute um, education. When Charles Poliquin was still there, uh, he was a hero of mine. Um, when he was doing this and I absolutely owe so much to him and the way he spread his knowledge but I did uh, the PICP level one and two and the biosignature modulation and that kind of got me going down like the functional health path and uh, you'll find if you know um, and if you followed my uh, my Instagram or talked to me closely I actually don't really like the way that that path's gone even though it's far better than what the biosignature modulation was allowing me to do um, I'm just not so into that these days. And I think there are more important things to focus on. But anyway, I did that. And then while I was working in banking, I still like kept up on my education. And I ended up doing N1 education, which um, many of you are going to be familiar with. If you're not, they are phenomenal, brilliant people, just top notch people. Um, in the industry. Everyone is just so great there. Um, sorry, that's my plug for how much I love N1 education. But that's a, a little bit about me and my education. But let's actually talk about my fitness experience because, you know, that was just me learning how to be a coach. And I just wanted to give you that information so that you could understand that, you know, accumulatively working with people, I probably at this point have about eight or nine years of experience. Um, and that has really helped me develop this as I've gone through my own fitness journey with it. And so we can kind of start. I said I had started P90X and did that like kind of through high school off and on. Um, didn't really lift weights, like just a little bit, but nothing serious. And then um, once I started working at the gym, I started, you know, dabbled into CrossFit a little bit. I liked that. Um, and I was doing the low carb paleo thing and, you know, always dieting basically. And I often say to clients now, especially me, my younger clients who are like, should I lose fat or gain muscle? I often tell them like, if I was talking to my 20 year old self or 25 year old self, even, um, I'm 32 at the time of this recording. Um, I would say like, don't even worry about fat loss, just eat and train hard and build muscle. And then one day, uh, you can lose fat and you'll be so much better off for it. But anyway, um, so kind of perpetually dieting, but eventually I worked into doing just the Olympic lifts. So the sport of weightlifting, popularly known as Olympic lifting. Um, I did that for a few years, but it just never really worked for me. I just didn't recover fast enough. Uh, I got a lot of soft tissue injuries and then I wanted to diet. And that's probably why, because I was eating way too little, always trying to lose fat, never supporting the strength and muscle growth. And also if you've seen me, my legs and arms are extremely long. Like I'm not even 5'10", I'm like 5'9 and a half. Um, but my wingspan is 6'4". So 
imagine pressing a bar over your head or snatching it and trying to do that. But anyway, worked through that. Then this is kind of when things started to really shape up for me is I, I got engaged and I was like, cool, I have six months before my wedding. And about three months before it, I, I wanted to get really, really shredded. And always when I pursued these goals, it was like, this is it. I will do this for three months and then I will arrive, right? And so I did that for three months, uh, I did like, I followed this book that I had bought um, by a very popular trainer out of the UK. And it was like basically derivative of German body or German volume training, like very high volume. But I was like, no carbs, eat this much protein, eat six times a day, take all these supplements because I had done biosignature. And I was just like doing that. And I remember I had no free meals, nothing. I didn't go off plan for three months. And I remember um, a very triggering experience is too, is once another trainer said to me, he's like, man, I can't believe you worked so hard and look so like shitty. Um, and that, that hurt. But uh, basically what happened is I remember fantasizing about this like blowout day I was gonna have at the end of it. And of course I did that, had the blowout day, get married, my wife and I go on our honeymoon, boom, everything's just going downhill. I can't get a grip back on it. I keep trying to go back to like low carb paleo, but I can't. I'm going out and getting burgers and fries every night. And you know, I'm back worse to where I started. Cool. Then I continue, you know, I am, I'm working through university now at this point, just starting and trying again to do these different fads, getting into biohacking, all of these things. And I actually wrote down in my notes here that I was dogma hopping, right? Where I'm like, no, keto is, is the way to go. You've got to be keto. And then I did that, was taking my blood glucose, all my ketones with the blood glucose monitor, all of these things, um, making sure I was in ketosis. And it's like, again, I didn't really get anywhere. All that happened is I would lose fat and then I'd be making progress. And then there would be this moment where I'd be like, am I making progress? Like I'm starting to want other foods. I'm starting to feel cravings and like really not feel comfortable. And then what I would do is I would just be like, you just gotta keep going, keep going. That's a sign to keep going. And I would push and burn out. And so that helped me develop like this idea of like, where is the problem? The problem is this health and fitness roller coaster that I'm on. And the thing is I've seen many people on it. Like this isn't, I don't think what I'm saying through this story is anything really new. Um, I think many people go through this. So anyway, it's this roller coaster of like, I'm gonna do, for instance, I did the book, right? And I did low carb and I was like, I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna be perfect and I'm gonna get there. But then when you get there, you're so tired and burnt out. You haven't been fueling yourself properly. You've been depriving yourself. And then, you know, all of a sudden, that burger tasted so good and it's now even harder to hold on to the low carb and then you go into training and you feel like shit and it just like it brings you down and then you're at the trough of the roller coaster and then you go up again right and then you're like it's something new it's like oh now i can do keto it was keto i was eating too many carbs even though i was following paula quinn's advice of no like you get two licks of a dried prune every six months if you're not below 10 percent body fat and you know and doing that and then eventually I followed that cycle of like burnout, uh, get results, burnout, get results. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to hire an online coach from the company of this guy that wrote this book in the UK. And this company is it. They get amazing results. They get them quickly. They know what they're doing. I, I sign up and I remember saying to my wife, I'm like, this is it. I need to do this. I need to just get this done and then I can start living my life. 
And so I go into this and it's kind of the same thing. They gave me a meal plan roughly where it's like I have four meals. Two of them are red meat in the morning. Two of them are white meat in the evening. And I have to eat 200 grams of veggies and I get like X amount teaspoons or tablespoons of fat with each no carbs um so i'm doing that i'm doing what we would now call a systemic program so kind of crossfit style um and i am just burning myself out fifteen thousand steps a day four days a week working out um two days of cardio and then intervals at the end of each training program session so it's if you hear that and you're a coach you're like this was stupid and it was and i was working as a banker um doing 60 to 80 hours a week and trying to do this so you can just see that this is a recipe for disaster and it was and by the end of it i would say about two months in i could barely walk like i was like i can barely move my feet and i would text and email my coach and be like i can barely move my feet like what And he's like, oh, you can have one refeed. But he was so scared. He was like, we don't want to go too hard. So you get a refeed from 1,700 calories. You get one day at 2,400 calories. And it's like, again, I am not a small person. Um, And that was keeping me in a deficit. So the refeed was not even bringing me out of a deficit. And he's instilling fear in me, right? And it's all about the result. It's all about the goal. It's all about running the process. And there was always this rhetoric of like, if you don't want it enough, you're not going to get it. And it's this really toxic, hyper-disciplined, hyper rigid and structured approach. And this is I'm not even, when I say, you know, in the first podcast, I said the rigid and overly structured approaches. I'm not even talking about this. I'm talking about good training this still that way, but this is just another level. And anyway, it was successful. I got from like 25% body fat to like under 10%. Um, and I had veins on my stomach, no six pack, but veins on my stomach. Um, and I was just miserable and then of course my wife and I go on the vacation that I was prepping for at the end of this we had planned a vacation I gained 13 pounds at the end of each day I could barely bend down to untie my shoes my stomach was so full so if you don't think that that is close to disordered eating or cause for concern think again Um, I remember meditating on the last day that I did this program because I ended up going to work. I actually had to take a leave of absence because of this psychological effect, okay? So this is like, I have been in the deepest, darkest places of this fitness stuff. Um, Maybe not the deepest, darkest, but pretty deep and dark. And um, I remember meditating because I'd meditated every morning because you got to manage your stress. And like, I could only think about food and it like wasn't even good. It was like salmon and cauliflower rice that I had cooking in the oven while I was meditating. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to die if I don't eat that. And I cried about it. Um, which I mean, anyone would cry about it if they were that upset over salmon and cauliflower rice. But anyway, um, that recovery took about six to eight months of me just eating whatever the hell I wanted. I did not care. I just ate what I wanted. I would eat like I would eat out, eat burgers twice a day, whatever. Obviously, I gained all of my weight back and more. And then um, I eventually found um, a new coach who was phenomenal. I still think the world of this coach, uh, brilliant, brilliant coach. And he really held space for me. And he started showing me some of these things um, that have become experience-oriented fitness. And, you know, he just, yeah, it was just 
brilliant coaching really to hold space for someone who is suffering but also hold boundaries uh, i did have to go and work with psychologists through the program psychologists were able to pull the plug the coach was very clear that if you know like he would be very clear if i was exhibiting signs that he didn't feel comfortable with around the food but over time like in working with my therapist and working with my coach i was actually able to get really lean again but then the main issue was i i ended up rebounding again and that was a really hard point where it was kind of like well i've been following the plan i know that this coach is brilliant like and this is the first time I've sustained in my entire life, even now, I'm at like four years now of training on average four days a week. Like, you know, I'll take holidays off and things, but I'm never losing that momentum. I'm always able to come back and train. It's part of my life and I'm never burning out. And so he did on the physiological front, solve all the problems and that is brilliant but this is where it comes in is that so much of our fitness experiences and this is what led me to develop experience oriented fitness because as i was going through this i was seeing my clients experiencing the same thing some clients it just works to be in that structured place and then they also you just give them a little bit of space to process this stuff and work through the experience of it and they're just going to fly and get amazing results um and it's going to be usually like it could be in a very sustainable way but then you have other clients who are busting their ass working so hard and doing all the right things but it's so hard to hold on to that and that's what created this idea of experience oriented fitness because basically what i started realizing is it's like i'm doing these things that my coach is telling me to do i'm fueling myself well yes i'm no longer burning myself out but some of these things don't align with what i want and value in my life right now and the ability to use fitness to discern values and that's the thing that's really what i've noticed over the last year and a half in myself and in my clients as i've held space for them and ad and adopted this style is that i've been able to use fitness to discern my values as they pertain to fitness and that helps me to you know create more sustainable effects and so for instance right now i'm hanging out around maintenance and i'm i yeah i'm a little bit less i'm a little softer than i would like to be but rather like i don't feel ready to go into a diet and deficit and and lose this i need to hold space here keep training keep doing what i'm doing until i can kind of feel that that i have the resources and the readiness to do this um but that's a really important part and i'm trying to orient myself to that experience as i'm going through this and that's the thing like it's not about rushing right because what we usually will experience if we rush is either the moving of the goalposts or we we never actually realize like when i got down to sub 10 percent body fat and had veins on my abs all i could focus on was that i didn't have the six-pack look that i wanted i didn't have the look i wanted i was still had so much further to go and i never even realized it and now when i look at pictures it's like whoa I wish that I looked that way still. I don't wish that I felt that way because that was horrible, but that's kind of how I wish I looked. And so that's kind of the, the story of me and why I'm here, why I believe in experience-oriented fitness, because it's that if someone had come in and taught me 
and kind of said to me like, look, Caleb, I know you really want these goals right now, but you know, fitness is, exists in so many different ways. What can you do right now that is going to really help you to be fitter and you know and then maybe hold some space and give boundaries too of like no you don't need to lose fat right now like imagine working like Caleb you're working 80 hours a week right now and you need to be able to fuel yourself and do these things and it's like yeah that's really you know normal coaching many coaches do that and they're great coaches but where it comes down is when things start to to shift is can we hold space and keep moving towards fitness goals and our fitness goal in the long run and not um, you know have that slip away because often what happens is we get a good period of time it's it's go time like I had here I work into it then work starts ramping up I'm going from 60 to 80 hours a week over time and it all culminates in this huge stress and burnout and then it falls apart and then we we see that being repeated in you know, smaller scale, larger scale, kind of all over the place. Um, but I don't want to go too long here. Um, but what I wanted to do is, is if that resonated with you, if that at all mirrored your experience in fitness, then I really encourage you to, um, you know, follow along. Um, I've got resources on my Instagram and, and get in contact and have a conversation, you know, um, and that can be very helpful and you can potentially find something by orienting yourself to the experience of fitness rather than just doggedly chasing goals or processes and you know we can step into life with fitness rather than avoiding it thank you for listening to the experience oriented fitness podcast if you enjoyed the episode and found it valuable please share it with the people in your life that you think would benefit from this information if you don't have anyone in mind i encourage you to take a screenshot of the episode throw it up on your favorite social media feed and if that happens to be instagram tag me with the handle at coach caleb k Lastly, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect. Send me a question about the episode or your favorite part of the episode via DM on Instagram at Coach Caleb K. Until next time.